0: of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Let's Review RN. Today, we're going to enter into the world of the kidneys. I have done podcast after podcast talking about the cardiovascular system, and now it's time to look at the renal system. What most people don't understand is that the heart and the kidneys work hand in hand, and if one of these systems is not working appropriately or is slightly off kilter, it can affect the other. Now, don't get me wrong, I will continue to sprinkle in topics related to cardiovascular and heart failure because it consumes a lot of my professional practice, and I love sharing things that I learn on a daily basis or topics that I'm just fine-tuning my knowledge in. But let's get started and talk about the kidneys. We are born with two kidneys in a perfect world. Remember, there are always exceptions to the rule, but for the purpose of this podcast, we will be talking about quote, under normal circumstances. We are born with a right kidney and a left kidney. The left kidney sits slightly higher than the right kidney. This is simply because the right kidney has to make room for the liver, which sits above it. The kidneys are bean-shaped and weigh in at approximately 40 grams to 190 grams each, depending on the gender and the size of the individual patient. They are only about four to six inches long. There are some individuals that may have been born with one kidney or only have one functioning kidney due to illness or injury. Many people are able to lead a healthy and active lifestyle with just one functioning kidney. Within the kidneys, filtration, reabsorption, secretion, and excretion occur. The main focus of the kidneys is to filter the blood to remove waste products and keep the amount of water in the body consistent. Any unneeded waste products or excess fluid is what forms our urine. The kidneys are responsible for secreting a multitude of essential hormones, which aid in regulating our blood pressure, neutralizing our acid base ratio, stimulating red blood cell production from our bone marrow, and activating vitamin D. The kidneys remove nitrogenous waste from the body such as creatinine, urea, and ammonia and hold on to essential substance that the body needs to function. The kidneys are, also produce a hormone called erythropoietin that stimulates production of red blood cells. But let me back up a moment. The liver metabolizes dietary proteins to produce energy. And with this metabolism comes the production of toxic ammonia as a waste product. The liver is able to convert most of this ammonia into uric acid and urea, which are less toxic to the body. Meanwhile, the muscles of our body produce the waste product creatinine as it utilizes energy. Ammonia, uric acid, urea, and creatinine all accumulate in the body over time and need to be removed from circulation to maintain homeostasis. So to sort of summarize before I dive really deep, Unfiltered blood flows to the kidneys via the renal artery. It is filtered by tiny blood vessels of the glomerulus, and then the, quote, clean or filtered blood leads your kidneys through the renal vein. Your ureters carry urine to your bladder, which urine is composed of the filtered minerals and toxins, as well as excess fluid that has been filtered out. Every minute, the kidney receives approximately 20% of the blood pumped by the heart, And some sources even go into further detail by saying approximately 13 milliliters of blood is delivered to the kidneys every minute and 1,299 mLs leave the kidney. So that leaves approximately 1 mL of urine is produced every minute. The renal vein allows for the filtered blood to leave the kidneys and then travel back to the inferior vena cava. The anatomy of the kidney is very involved and can sometimes be difficult to visualize or understand without a drawing, but I will do my best to simplify it for the sake of the podcast. So, the structure of the kidneys first includes a thin layer of fibrous connective tissue which forms the renal capsule surrounding each kidney. The renal capsule provides a stiff outer shell to help maintain the shape and protect the kidney from infection. Within the renal capsule is the soft, dense, vascular renal cortex. And within the renal cortex, there are cone-shaped renal pyramids, which form the renal medulla. The renal pyramids are aligned so that their bases, the more balloon-shaped portion, faces outward towards the renal cortex, and their apex, called the renal papilla, point inward towards the center of the kidney. Each apex, or renal papilla, connects to a minor calyx, a small hollow tube that collects urine. The minor calyces merge into form the major calyx, which further merge to form the hollow renal pelvis at the center of the kidney. The renal pelvis exits the kidney at the renal hilus, where urine drains into the ureter. Now let's talk about the nephron. Each kidney contains roughly 1 million individual nephrons. This is the functional portion of the kidney that allows it to filter, reabsorb, and secrete. So fresh, oxygenated, unfiltered blood is received from the heart to the kidneys via the renal artery. The renal artery then branches off, and unfiltered blood enters the afferent arterial. Afferent meaning bringing blood towards or to something. The afferent arterial brings blood towards the nephron. The nephron is made up of two main parts, the renal corpuscle and the renal tubule. Responsible for filtering the blood, a renal corpuscle uh, is formed by the capillaries of the glomerulus and the Bowman's capsule. The glomerulus is a bundle of networks of capillary that basically... Increase the surface area of the blood so that it has a greater contact with the blood vessel walls to allow for ultrafiltration. The filtrate, meaning the substance being filtered out of the blood, then sinks down and is collected in the outer layer of the Bowman capsule. This outer layer holds the urine separated from the blood within the capsule. At the far end of the Bowman capsule, opposite the glomerulus, Is the mouth, which leads into the renal tubule, which is where urine enters to allow for reabsorption and excretion. The remaining blood that is now filtered continues through the glomerulus and out the efferent arterial to the peritubular capillaries. Now that we understand how urine concentrate is achieved, let's look at where the urine concentrate travels to after leaving the Bowman capsule. A series of tubes called the renal tubule concentrate the urine and reabsorb non-waste solutes from the urine. The renal tubules carry urine from the Bowman capsule to the renal pelvis. So first, let's review. The first portion of the renal tubule is known as the proximal convoluted tubule. The tubule cells that line the proximal convoluted tubule reabsorb much of the water And the nutrients that were initially filtered into the urine. Reabsorption relies highly on what the body needs in order to maintain homeostasis. Urine next passes through the loop of Henle, a long straight tube that carries urine through the descending loop of the Henle, which this descending loop passes into the renal medulla before making a hairpin turn and returning to the renal cortex via the ascending loop of Henle. So the renal medulla is very salty or hypertonic. The loop of Henle's main function is to create a concentration gradient in the medulla of the kidney, allowing for reabsorption of water and creates a concentrated urine for excretion. Following the loop of Henle is the distal convoluted tubule, And then lastly, urine from the distal convoluted tubule of several nephrons enter the collecting duct, which carries the concentrated urine through the renal medulla and into the renal pelvis. From the renal pelvis, urine from many collecting ducts is collected and flows out of the kidneys and into the ureters. Now we have to remember that there are other things going on during this process. So simultaneous to urine being sent through the renal tubules for reabsorption, the filtered blood that remains inside the capillaries of the glomerulus move into the efferent arterioles and into the paratubule capillaries surrounding the proximal convoluted tubule to allow for secretion. Epithelial cells lining the tubule actively reabsorb valuable molecules of glucose amino acids and ions from the filtrate or urine it's also referred to as and deposit them back into the blood these cells also secrete any waste products remaining in the already filtered blood such as ammonia and creatinine and secrete these chemicals into the filtrate to be eliminated from the body while these solutes are being exchanged osmotic pressure pushes water from the dilute a hypotonic filtrate back into the concentrated hypertonic blood. I really hope today's podcast was helpful. I know that the anatomy of the kidney is in depth and intense. But it's important to understand so that moving forward, when we build upon this and talk about medications that act in the kidney, such as diuretics or acute kidney injury or all of these disease processes, you guys will be able to understand this much easier. It may take you a second time listening to this podcast to really grasp it, but I promise next time I'm also going to recap and kind of um, expand upon filtration, reabsorption, and secretion. Remember, you can always find me at Instagram handle Let's Review RN. And if you love this podcast, I always love to hear from you over on Instagram, or I'd love to hear or read your reviews. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.